0: Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited. Today we're talking with Maggie June. And Maggie, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Okay. Well, my name is Maggie. And I can go with the whole checklist of I'm 34 years old. I work as a nurse anesthetist. I'm married. I have three beautiful fur children. But I was thinking about that doesn't really describe who I am. And Mm. I was talking with my husband with us. We were up in Traverse City Wine Tasting this weekend. And I'm like, how do I describe myself? There are so many aspects that play into who I am as a person. Like, how do I sum that up? And we were sitting there and we had our two dogs and they're laying down on the ground. And we have Brody, who's the younger one, tension whore. He's up in everybody's business. Like, oh my gosh, pet me, pet me. I love you. Oh my gosh, you love me. (laughs) And these girls were coming by and they're petting Brody and talking to him. And the girl goes, oh my gosh, there's another one. Bailey's tucked underneath the chair, just crawled out, mind her own business. If she sees somebody that she likes, she gets up and says hello. And it brought this story to my mind. I was like, "This is the perfect descriptor of who I am as a person." So I was 29 years old, living out in California in grad school, and I bring home Bailey. She is my first puppy ever. Instantly, we become best friends. She is the little girl who sits. Passenger in the car, sitting up proper straight, looking at the entire world, very quiet, but very curious about everything. She's very timid with people. She instantly knows a read if she likes somebody or if she doesn't. And the people that she likes, she immediately bursts open. Her energy shows up. She's smiling and she's happy and she can't get enough of you. But she's also very quiet and sticks to herself and does a lot of things on her own. We instantly became road trip buddies. We'd travel up and down the coast of California. We'd wine taste and she'd have her biscuit flights. Uh, We'd (laughs) go hiking around the woods. And the minute that girl got into nature, her eyes would light up and it was as if she was smiling. She loved an adventure. And she was just this lively spirit who was spunky and fun loving and she was sassy. If she wanted something, (laughs) she would let you know instantly. Um, But she was also very sweet and very quiet. And you could tell that she saw the world differently, especially when you compared her to her other dog. And I looked at my husband and I was like, that's me in a nutshell. That's how I describe myself. If you look at little Bailey, it's as if somebody took all the great parts about me and put them in a puppy and they mashed (laughs) us two up and so that's me. I'm like Linda Bailey. I'm, I'm quiet. I am not shy, but I'm very curious about the world. I have my core group of people that if you're in my group, you're in my group. But I don't have a million friends. I don't have this big social group. I like things that are intimate and small and meaningful. I love adventure. And I like going into the world, learning as much as I can about all the things I can and just having as many experiences as I ever can. So that's me in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) I love that so much. That's an amazing way to (laughs) describe who you are. And it's so cool that like life brought you together with this dog that, you know, you two are very
1: kindred spirits. We are. And the funny thing is is she was my first puppy. So I didn't know anything about, I was like, Oh, puppies are so easy. And Everybody else was like, no, no, they're not. And then they met her and they're like, she's not your normal puppy. Like <laughs> you got a unique one. I was like, oh, okay. Perfect fit.
0: <laughs> uh, what kind of dog is she? Just curious. I'm a dog. Uh, lover. They're both Siberian
1: Huskies. Oh, okay. So- okay.
0: And maybe you've said that and I.
1: That's uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so she's a little black and white one, bright, piercing blue eyes. And Brody mm. is her bigger, but younger, really? older brother. <laughs> Who is like the annoying big little brother. They're both Siberian Huskies. They a brown and white one and a black and white one. And they are my world.
0: <laughs> oh, love it. I know one other thing about you, which is that you're also a child-free individual. Um, and I'd love to hear how you came to that decision in your life and what that looks like.
1: So it wasn't necessarily a decision that I came to, but one that I've always known. Mm. And it's weird saying that because I look back from growing up. So back to the comparison with Bailey. I was very quiet as a kid, not shy, but I loved watching the world. I loved watching people. I loved watching their interactions. I loved hearing the things they had to say, but also hearing the things that they didn't say. Um, So I watched a lot and I remember growing up, I felt something was different, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to put words around it. I remember seeing all of the pictures of different lifestyles that were portrayed around me and none of them felt like they fit. And I didn't know why, and I didn't know what I wanted that would fit, but I just knew it's like when you go to the store and you're trying on a dress and you're like, oh, the color's a little off and it's a little baggy here and it just, it's good. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's not perfect. It's not the dress that you take to the ball and you're a knockout in. Yeah. And I remember looking at people's lifestyles and feeling that way of It just doesn't feel like it fits. And I remember there would be little points along the way of when I was younger and I had my first job, I was pet sitting for all of the friends and family, whereas all of my friends were babysitting. And I remember thinking, like, well, I should be doing babysitting, right? That's what everybody's telling me, a young teenage girl, you should do. But I had no interest in doing that. And then I remember growing up and, you know, I worked in a doctor's office, one of my first real people jobs. And I remember people would bring in babies and every woman in the office would run and gravitate towards the baby. And oh my gosh, I can't wait to have one or this makes me want another one. And I remember saying the same things and it felt so unnatural. I didn't look at the baby with anything of a negative view but I also didn't have any desire to be around it or interact with it. And I didn't have that same draw that other women seemed to have. And so I knew deep down that, you know, I'd saw the family circle and I'd seen different people's lives play out. And I remember saying that I've never seen anybody who had the family circle that made me look at their life and say, wow, I want that. And that was the big turning point for me where I was like, I don't think I want kids because I've seen people with kids and mind you, I'm not talking about all bad experiences. I've had a lot of great experiences where people have children that they love and they have a world of great things to say. They have a world of it experiences, but it just didn't feel right for me. And so then I remember going to college and my girlfriends would be like, oh, I cannot wait to get married and settle down and have babies. And I was like, well, I'm planning grad school. And like, <laughs> what state I want to move to? Okay. <laughs>
2: I remember there being a big
1: difference there and I was so focused on my career and where I was going to go to school and how I was going to plan all that stuff out or what vacation I was going to go on to next or babies and marriage were the last thing on my mind and so my first degree was in nursing that was the stepping stone I had to take to become a nurse anesthetist Mm. and so when I was in nursing I was working in the ICU at night and it was always a known fact like I remember saying I don't want kids but I'd never really had all the words to explain why I did it. I just, I knew that that wasn't something I ever saw in my future. And I remember there was a resident who was sitting there and he's like, yeah. So mind you, I was of the girls, my age, I was the only one who was willingly not married.
2: Mm. So I had
1: been in relationships, but I'd always avoided getting married, settling down, doing that stuff. And I remember him telling me, well, I was 24 at the time. If you're not married, at this point, you're never going to. Nobody's oh. going to want a girl who hasn't been engaged yet. And then the kids part came up and oh. it became this, if you don't want kids, nobody's going to want you. And I remember, so I grew up in the Midwest. I mean, yeah, me too. girls grow up and they get married and they have babies. Mm-hmm. And those comments hit really hard of like, mm. wow, no, is he right? Because I mean- I was going out dating, and I remember a lot of the guys that I would date, they weren't big on talking about it, but I knew deep down that they wanted children and random conversations would come up. And so I started questioning is this going to be a deal breaker for me of ever getting married as well? Yeah. And so I knew deep down I didn't want to have kids, but I forced myself to go down that mental path of like, what would my life look like if I did have kids? Mm. Is this something I'm 100% sure that I don't want? Have I thought this fully through? And so that's when the development started going of, I knew I didn't want kids, but I started to dive into the why. So I started going down that path of like, okay, what are the good things about having kids? What are the things that I don't necessarily want? Um, What do I love about my life right now? And how much of that would stay the same and how much of that would change? And mind you, I don't know all of it, but I have had enough experience where I can paint a good picture of that.
2: Yeah. And
1: I I went down that path a few times over many years just to make sure. And I kept coming to the same conclusion of I really love my life and it hasn't fully expanded yet. There's a lot I haven't done, but I also know that I want to continue down the path that I'm going on and how much I love the path that I'm going down and I thought about children and how much that would change my life. And that wasn't a sacrifice that I was willing to make for something that I had never even been sure that I wanted. Mm. So yes, in a sense I've kind of always known, I've been saying it since I was a very, very young girl that I didn't want kids, but now being 34, I'm very well versed on why I don't want kids. And it's for a series of different reasons. There's, I mean, I could write a book on all of the reasons <laughs> why it it for me because I've thought into it so in depth that yeah. I've covered all of the aspects of the family circle, the pregnancy itself, the post-pregnancy experience, the raising the child, the expectations, what I think having a child should be, why you should have a child. I went down all of those paths. and. Thirty-four. I finally got married. I met the man of my dreams. I have the career. I have all those things, and I still don't want children.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that you shared that, and I think that holding up what that person said to you and Mm -hmm. that resident, and even though this was something something you knew about yourself, you Mm -hmm. know, you didn't want kids, didn't have that desire, and then having someone say those things that kind of question society's view of what a woman should do, especially growing up in the Midwest. I'm, I'm still in Iowa. Um, Yeah. Like that's the life path. And, and to even someone like you who always felt this way and didn't really care, but then have someone say this to you. And then, you know, it puts that lens on the relationships that you, you know, the dating you've Mm -hmm. been doing. And it's like, Oh, is this the reason this isn't working out causing that doubt in yourself to go through? And I think that that's really important for other people to hear because I've been fortunate. No one said that to me, but well, that's because I got married and then figured it out. (laughs) So totally wouldn't have happened, but I'm sure other people have had that comment and to hear that, to hear your example. And, and now here you are Mm. in love with the man of your dreams, 34 married to him, living your life, the life that's right for yeah. you. Like that's really inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was a pretty big comment that someone made to you. I'm guessing yeah. maybe you've had other pushback or things said to you. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to share what has been said to you?
1: Okay. Um, So I'll go down this with the things that haven't, the things that have, because I feel like the few people that I've talked to in a similar situation that minds is reversed because of how young I decided I didn't want kids. So I know a lot of people say that they get a lot of pushback from parents or family or close friends. Whereas my close circle has been the most supportive of the decision. Mm. All of my pushback has been from external sources. And I was thinking back over time, primarily at work. So my mm. parents, I mean, I've, I've been stating I haven't wanted children since I was, God knows what age. And so they've <laughs> long accepted it. And my parents have been awesome. They have never once pushed, like, are you sure you don't want kids? We love a grandkid. None of it. They were very respectful of that decision. Wow. And my friends and everybody else close to my life, like, they've known me at such a young age. They've known how in tune I am to who I am, how focused I am. And I'm not one of those people who wavers in our decision. I make a decision and I generally stick with it long course and they see that side of me. So they've never questioned mind you. So I work as a nurse anesthetist. I'm not sure if you're familiar with what that is. I put people to sleep for surgery. Mm -hmm. And so I do pediatric cases. I work up in labor and delivery for OB. I anesthetize the women for C-sections. I place laboring epidurals. And so When I was younger at my jobs, it would kind of come up when people would talk about it, but it was never really a big pushback that residence comment was one of the biggest ones that stood out. Then after that, it kind of became a null point. I was going to grad school. Everybody was focused on school. Nobody was talking babies. It was kind of, I was in California at the time. And so the culture there is a little bit different and everybody's not pushing, get married, settle down, have kids. And so I was able to focus on different things. Um, but I remember, so I was on my first job out of grad school and I did a lot of pediatric cases mm. and we'd get these like kids that were terrified to come back to the OR rightfully. So it's a very scary experience. And so they would come down in their little crib. And a lot of times like wheeling them to the OR through the crib was terrifying for them. Mm. So we'd take them out of the crib, carry them back. And there was this little boy that was so scared and he loved playing with my hat and my mask that we were- <laughs> have to wear out for the OR. And we were like singing songs and I'm holding them. And then we're like dancing while we're walking down. We're having a blast. And there was a group of nurses up at the front station. And one of those nurses was in my room and she's like, I know you say that you don't want kids, but you're so good with them. And I was like, but I don't not want them because I'm bad with them. <laughs> like the thoughts never crossed my mind. And she's like, "But but you're so good. You should be a mom. And I was like, Or I'm so good because I'm not a mom and Mm -hmm. I'm very well-rounded. I have my life that's fulfilling and all of the things that I enjoy. And so when I'm around him, I'm able to be my best version of myself. I'm able to bring all that light and energy because I'm well-rested and I'm well-fulfilled in my personal life. So a lot of it's been through work where I've gotten comments of, they see the career I am, they see the success I've had and people will say, well, you'd be the perfect person to be a parent. And I'm like, people miss that point of, I might look like the perfect person to be that parent, but if I was a parent, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And those are two things that they don't put together. I am who I am because of the choices I made. And one of those is to not have children. Mm. And even then at the job that I'm in right now, I'm back in the Midwest for a little bit and everybody's having babies and I'm the one who's not. And without things being said, there's definitely an undertone of you're not the ones with kids. So you can take all the call, you can stay late for work or there's pushback. Yeah. Of, well, you don't know yourself. Like, I'm like, I married I'm fell out, I've done all of those things. You guys are giving me pushback for, like I've got there. And they're like, well, what if you have an accident? I was like, man, it just, it's never going to stop.
2: Wow. And there's
1: this girl who, so she, her culture, she's not allowed to have children outside of wedlock. She's never met somebody. So she's always said, I'm not going to have kids because I never met anybody. So I can't. And she starts giving me pushback of, well, you don't know what you want. You're married. You're going to have kids. I guarantee you're going to have an accident and you're going to have having that baby and you're going to love it and say, man, I wish I hadn't waited so long. I knew a girl who did it once. And so you're going to do it too. I was like, Okay. (laughs) Thank you for your input on my life. I just met you today. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) So... A little bit different. It's always been people in my profession. And I mean, even so I work up in labor and delivery. I just did a 24 hour call shift up there last night. There's a lot of push of what you love doing this stuff. Don't you want to have a baby? I'm like, I can love being a part of it and still not want it for my personal home life. Yeah. There seems to be a big disconnect with people of understanding that.
0: Absolutely. I think you articulated something so well that I have hearing you put it into words was like the aha. I mean, I've sort of stumbled my way around the point, but yeah, like being not having kids allows me to show up fully as my best self around the kids that are in my life. And Mm -hmm. I get those comments too. Oh, well, you'd be such a great mom. And it's like, I wouldn't be the person I am right now, just like you said. And that that just totally hit it.
1: Mm-hmm. perfectly. Um, so thank you. I remember a lot of people have the comments of, you know, once you have kids, you don't have a single second to yourself. And I sit back and I look at my life like today. So I was post call. I came home and I sat outside for an hour, eating my breakfast, drinking my tea and just being present, not mm-hmm. having to do anything, not having to take care of anybody or be anywhere. I could just have downtime And I remember talking to a lot of the moms who work and do 24-hour call. And it's a stressor for them because they work 24 hours and have to come home and take care of somebody else. And they struggle with that. And so I look at my life and all of the things like I have more free time than I know what to do with. I have so many (laughs) hobbies. And at the end of the day, I also have a lot of downtime. I'm one of those people who I balance the line of introvert and extrovert. So I can be very extrovert if I want, but I also love my me time. And if I mm-hmm. don't get my me time, I don't fill up and I feel drained and I'm not as present in conversations and I'm not as good of a human being, to be honest. Right. <laughs> I'm cranky. I'm run down. I don't function as well. And quite frankly, <laughs> I don't want to be around me when I don't get that time. So, yeah having children, like people see all the good because of the lifestyle that I have. And it might not steal all of it, but I know I wouldn't be the same if I had the schedule that came with a child.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I come, that totally resonates. Like I, I need my eight hours of sleep. I need, (laughs) (laughs) I need to be able to wind down at night and, you know, have that breathing room. Mm -hmm. I work for myself and I'm not always my day-to-day looks a little different. So it's like grabbing the window of time. I can just squeeze my run in is, or my walk, or like grab a walk with a friend to hit socializing and exercise. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have so much flexibility and freedom to be able to like have a little bit of a chaotic schedule that I could not maintain with children. And I would, it would just, (laughs) yeah, I I would not be a, I would not be my best self. (laughs) No. Sure. <laughs> yeah. absolutely not. I'm really glad to hear that. Like in your personal life, you've had so much support. And I think that that's really incredible. And I'm curious though, with the pushback and people's ass- assumptions and judgments, have you found, is there like a common one that said to you and have you found a way to respond to that? That feels good.
1: Um, I don't think I've had one specific comment in general, sure. um, but they all have that same common basis of there's a negative undertone. There's a well, was your childhood bad? Did you have really bad experiences growing up as a kid or with your family? Um, are you concerned that you want to be a good parent? Are like, are you selfish? That comes up a lot. Yeah. That you're a very selfish being. Um, there's a lot of negative undertone instead of, I get it's a different life. I get it's something that's a little taboo. People don't know how to talk about it. And I'm fine talking about it. if People are curious and really want to know. But when you come into it with this, you don't know who you are. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. It puts you in this defensive mechanism. Um, um, and so that's something that I have I haven't had the same conversations. And so they always throw you off a little bit with what people throw at you. Um, I know when I was younger, I definitely got very defensive and they weren't the best conversations (laughs) to be having about it. Cause I mean, heck I'm a teenager. I'm in my early twenties. I don't have the emotional intelligence to respond (laughs) to these questions appropriately. It was like, okay. (laughs) Um, But now as I'm getting older, I'm just coming to the point of realizing that when people come to me and they have questions or they're saying that these things, I used to take it personally. I used to think that it was an attack on me or that people viewed me with a negative lens. And I failed to realize that most people come into life with this perception that's based off of their history of experiences with people and events. And those perceptions actually have nothing to do with me at the end of the day. So I've learned to recognize that. And when people come to me with those questions or behave differently, I can step back and acknowledge that. This isn't a personal attack on me. You don't even know me at the end of the day. It's a difference that you don't know how to articulate or to ha- come and have a conversation about in a healthy manner. And that's okay.
2: And mm. that
1: I can, if it's somebody that I feel is somebody that I want to talk to about this or don't have a problem sharing certain specific details about, that I can leave that conversation and try to enlighten them on a different lifestyle. But at the end of the day, it's my choice. And it doesn't matter if I convince them that I'm right or change their view of any of what I choose to do, as long as I'm happy with it, I've come to accept that and just be happy with the choices that I've made and not worry about what everybody else has to say about it.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really powerful mindset that you have just outlined there, where it's just staying centered in yourself and your decisions and realizing that the things that people say, and their reactions are all about them. And it's not about you. And that can be really hard. And it does take some time to learn that because like you said, especially the way things are phrased can put you in that defensive stance.
1: Like, wait, you're attacking my life. When somebody comes out and tells you that you're making a mistake and you literally just met them, you're like, oh, okay. I don't even know. (laughs) It stops you for a second. Like, how do you respond to that? And I feel like the being child-free puts you in a different category. I mean, mind you, I'm not in everybody else's life. I don't know the troubles that they encounter, but yeah. I don't see other people getting random strangers coming up and telling you that you are wrong. You are making a mistake. You're making the worst mistake of your life because you're not choosing this. They know better than you. It's like,
2: wow.
1: right? Especially when you're older, you can see through it. But when you're a kid, you're like, uh-oh, did I miss something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I making a mistake, uh, we should really think about this one. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Absolutely. Especially, yeah. Like you said, being younger, you, you know, you're kind of still shaping your world is still shaping. You're looking for cues from the adults around you. Yeah. Um, did,
1: and I, I get it from the adult perspective because there are a lot of kids who don't know. They, wishy wash yeah. about what career they want to have and different right. aspects. So I get it. I mean, yeah. looking back, absolutely. Like a lot of kids don't know exactly what they want. Um, but I was very blessed in the fact that my family saw how I behaved with every other aspect in my life. Like for instance, Bailey, I had her named out since I was in middle school. I was getting a little Siberian Husky named <laughs> Bailey. I got her. <laughs> However, many years later, <laughs> I do. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. I followed that track. I was very determined. I was very consistent with the things that I wanted in my life, and I didn't waver a lot on that. So, as far as my personal life goes, I think that was a very strong characteristic that made it much easier on me.
0: Mm, yeah, and people res- like were respectful of that, and and yep. had that awareness of you. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Um. So we've talked a little bit about that. You've had support in your close circle. Is there Mm -hmm. anything like, um, I was going to ask, like, what support have you received? What has that been like? Um, Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so for instance, I guess the biggest thing that comes to mind, so my husband and I, my husband, Jason, we've been married for three years. Um, so he went to ask for my dad's hand, if he could have my hand in marriage. And the first thing my dad said was, "Well, yeah, no, she doesn't want kids, right?" And I was like, "I love you, Dad." I was <laughs> <laughs> so like, "Wait, on, I'm about- okay." That was really cool. Um, yeah, I knew they knew, but I was not <laughs> expecting that to be the first thing my dad said. And he really supports me; it's awesome. Um, and then my husband's family. So we didn't come out together and really have this conversation with everybody. It was something that we had talked to talked about together before we got married. But um, he told his parents when he went and told his mom he was gonna propose to me that, hey, you know, we don't plan on having kids. And she was very respectful of that as well. And like I said, we've been married three years. There have never been any pushing questions or when are we getting grandkids or any of that. They know where we stand. We haven't gotten any pushback and Mm. they've been very respectful and appreciative of the life that we've chosen.
0: Wow. That's awesome. And how did that conversation go with your now husband? Was there ever a point that he (laughs) wanted kids?
1: So funny story with him. We go back since I was 17 or 18 years old. Okay. Um, So we grew up in towns next to each other and I worked with his mom, my first job at the doctor's office. And so we started dating. We dated for about a year and a half back when I was a wee little thing and (laughs) he always wanted kids back. And so we were both at points in our life, he had just gotten out of the army, I was in nursing school, Um, we were both kind of finding our paths. So there were a lot of pieces that were missing, but I remember the kids being a big part of it. I said, I don't want them, he wanted them, was dead set, he was going to have them. And I remember being distraught because I met this guy who was my best friend, we clicked on every other level, and I struggled with that big time. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to let him go because I wanted that so bad. And thankfully there were other factors at the time that played into the reason that we separated, but that was always a big one. And the funny thing being after that relationship, I went on and I was very hesitant to tell guys that I would date that I didn't want kids because Um. I was afraid of that scenario again. So, not that it was right, I wouldn't tell them that I didn't want kids. I would go on the relationships, and in the back of my head, there would always be an expiration date
2: Mm. because
1: it was going to come up at some point. Or I was just never going to let the relationship get deep enough to get to that level because I didn't want that heartbreak again.
2: Yeah. And
1: on the other end, when he went his separate ways, he started dating women with kids because. (laughs) 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 well, I want children. She didn't want them. And so we both veered down completely separate paths with that turmoil after the breakup. But we always stayed friends. We always stayed talking over the years. I moved out to California. I went to grad school. He moved out to DC, started a business, and we would always talk on occasion. If we were both in town at the same time, we'd meet up and hang out and that chemistry was still there we still got along like we never stopped talking and so 10 years later we start talking again he lived in texas i lived in california at the time and we just came to the decision of like why don't we try this again and he started saying you know i thought i wanted kids if i really wanted them i would have had them at this point and i'm not really sure that i want them anymore he's like i'm kind of 50 50 i could be totally fine without them but if we had one, I wouldn't be heartbroken over it. So, I could go either way. I was a, myself was a dead set no, and we talked about that. Um, we talked about it a lot, and there have been points where it's came up that he's like, "Well, what if I do want them?" And I've been very clear of. I know where I'm at now. I haven't wavered on that decision. I've let my mind waver purposefully to figure it out. But I've known deep down that I've never wanted them. So if that ever comes to that point where that is something that you absolutely have to have, then as much as I wouldn't want you to give up a part of your life for me, I also wouldn't want to do something that I know I don't want to do for you. Mm. And so at that point, we would have to go our separate ways respectfully. Um, I wouldn't fault him for it. But I look at that because a lot of people say, well, you know, are you holding your spouse away from a life that they would want. And I'm like, but you have to look at both aspects of if I was a child and I knew my mom never wanted me and yes, I could have a kid and I could do all the things I should, but I know where my heart lies deep down. And I know there would be parts that of me that would be resentful of the things that I lost because of that. And I would never want to be that child whose mom felt that way
2: Mm. because I feel
1: like whether or not you ever speak those words or put that out there. There's an energy there that is different. And so as hard as it would be to walk away from somebody because of that difference, when I think about it, at the end of the day, you know, I would never want to do something that I know I don't want to do. And I would never want to bring somebody into this world for that kind of lifestyle, knowing that I don't fully want them because I don't think that's right to myself or to a child either. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh gosh, this one hits home. (laughs) I, um, so like
0: I said, I, I came to this decision myself in marriage. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know my story at all, but I always thought I wanted kids and then kind of had this realization that no, I actually never wanted them. I was just trying to like, do what I thought I was supposed to do anyway. So this year I made the for sure decision. My husband and I had always been sort of on the fence or not ready at the same time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I'm open that like, yeah, I'm the one in the relationship who doesn't want children. My husband, my husband's more like your husband. He's kind of like, I like our life the way it is. Yeah. And anytime we had broached the subject before, he's kind of like, God, I'd be an anxious parent. He gets a little stressed thinking about it, but he loves yeah. kids. He'll see a baby and tear up. I don't. I'm, I, I don't yeah. have any emotional reaction. <laughs> Babies are great, but I get emotional over a puppy. Um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I used to be like, what's wrong with me, but, um, I've just come to accept that that's how it is and help and meeting other child free people like yourself who express the same thing has helped with that. Yeah. But, but yeah. And I think for us, I, I had to get to the place where I am comfortable, like you said, of leaving the relationship because it wouldn't be fair to either of us. Mm -hmm. And so we touch base on it. I like to check in with him, just see where he's at, you know, intentionally have that conversation. Um, and it's been fun because recently he's definitely, so he's always been on the fence about kids and but now we're starting to dream of, Oh, child-free life. Like we could go live (laughs) abroad, you know, after the pandemic is finished, start building up the dreams like that. And and like, that (laughs) makes me so excited for life. Those are the things that I'm kind of like, yeah, let's do that. But yeah, so I can really relate to that. And I think that it, like you said, it's very important to just, it wouldn't be fair to you to, to have kids that your husband wanted and it wouldn't be fair. It's, for me, it's mm-hmm. not fair to my, keep my husband from something he wants, you know, should he change his mind? And that's possible. We're humans. We evolve, like Absolutely. we're allowed to change our minds. Um, yep. but I know where I'm at, you know, where you're at, you have, and it's just like, this isn't, this just isn't me having kids wouldn't be me. And mm-hmm. I don't need to change that for someone else.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm right there with you on all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, thinking about your life, this
0: has been a part of you for so long what do you think that has brought to your life that you wouldn't have had?
1: Oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> when I look at my life, I, I have this sense of freedom that is unexplainable. I mean, I, I planned out my career. I didn't have to worry about anybody else when I was applying to grad school. I, was able to move 2000 miles across the country to go to one of the top schools in the country. I was able to quit my job, fully focus on that. Um, when I was done, I was able to uproot again and move wherever I wanted. And
2: yeah.
1: along the way, I mean, I've been able to drop it a dime. And if I hear something really cool, I go out that night and do it. Or if I find a new hobby, I have the free time to add that into my life. Um, if I, I, have a call shift and I'm gonna go paddleboard in the morning after. I can do those kind of things. I just have so much freedom and flexibility to do what I want whenever I want or nothing at all if I so choose to do nothing at all. Um, And we, so when my husband and I got back together, we talked a lot about I love traveling. I love. In the world and doing all of these crazy things. I love going, finding the boutique hotels and having yeah. these really unique experiences. And can you do that stuff with kids? Yes. Would mm-hmm. I be able to do it to the extent that I do or with the financial freedom that I do? No, it would change. And finding, you know, date nights that we have, we want to be able to send a text over the day, like date night tonight. Okay. And then just up and go somewhere. I mean, There are a lot of things in my life that I think I take for granted because they're such a natural part of my day-to-day life that when I think about what my life would look like with children, I realize how drastically it would change down to the morning routine that I have or the flexibility I have of like, hey, I want to go hit the gym, bye, and I leave the house. Or any of the things, a trip to the grocery store. I don't have to think twice. I pick up my keys and walk out the door. I don't have to worry about finding daycare for somebody or packing somebody else up or planning meals for anybody else. I, I have the ultimate free life and it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Kind of on this similar note, how do you find fulfillment for you? Like what does fulfillment mean to you?
1: Oh, I have a ton. I have more things than I know what to eat. <laughs> oh gosh! So I I enjoy new hobbies, and so I, one thing we didn't talk about. I used to compete in figure competitions when I was younger. So before wow. I went to grad school, um, I got in my first figure competition, qualified for nationals, and then I had the choice of like, okay, grad school or pursue the fitness career. I chose yeah. grad school, <laughs> um, but I was able to do that kind of stuff, and those competitions take. All of your time and energy, food prepping and working out and working out again and going to work. Like, oh, it was wow. a lot of work. And that was something that I was able to do drop of a dime. And, you know, so I, I really enjoy the artsy side. I sketch a lot. I love singing. Um, I love music. I love traveling, but I also love planning trips. Mm. Um, It's a whole big production (laughs) where I (laughs) plan everything out and find all the cooler things. Um, I'm one of those people that new experiences fulfill me, whether they're something very small or something very big, anything that I can experience that is different than what I've done before or just something that, gets my heart racing, something I have that I can look forward to what's coming up for the next week. And there's not one specific thing that fulfills me, but a whole world of things that are things I've experienced so far and things I have yet to experience. I have no idea that I love. I love the idea of all the new adventures that I can have and not really knowing what they're all going to be. So on top of that, I have, I have my fur family. So I have my two dogs and my cat and they are my pride and joy. I mean, there's nothing I want to do for any of them. So I come home every day and they greet me with their happy little tail wags. <laughs> I have an overabundance of love through that. I have a great group of friends that we have very in depth, meaningful conversations. I find that very fulfilling. And another thing um, the conversations I'm allowed to have, which, so I say that because the work environment I have, I work around a lot of moms and it's a lot of, oh, so-and-so had a sleep schedule last night or guess what diet the kid's on or daycare. Like it's all evolved around the children. Whereas I have friends that I can have very deep, meaningful conversations. Not that your kid's not meaningful, but different conversations. And so I get enriched in different aspects of life that I feel like if I was consumed by a child, I wouldn't, my my day-to-day focus would be a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Absolutely. So like I have one friend, I mean, my husband talked about getting real estate investing. Um, so I have one friend that we can just, talk for hours on different financial aspects of that and house hunting and all that kind of stuff. Or we can talk about the political landscape or, yeah. you know, different scientific articles we found out about work. Like we can really dive deep into conversations that friends I have who have kids, we don't get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is such a good point. I hadn't, again, like I hadn't really stopped to think <laughs> about that. <laughs> You're so right. Like, um, I'm someone who really thrives off of like quality time is my love language. I love like deep, meaningful Mm -hmm. conversations as well. And I, you're right. Like, you know, this life allows me. And I think that maybe I hope in some ways for my friends that are moms, maybe getting to spend time with me is a reprieve because they can talk and think about other things. I don't know, but because I am able to have I'm still able to maintain other conversations. Sometimes, you know, the kids come up and it's fun to learn yeah. about what stage of development they're at and what their latest thing yeah. is because kids are fun and to me. And so like, I enjoy hearing that stuff, but yeah, like yeah. being able to have a breadth of conversations and and mm-hmm. feel connected. And for me, a lot of it is like relationship and personal growth and like all those things. I could go on forever and talk yep. for hours on that stuff. So yeah, that is really yeah. fulfilling.
1: The variety, like I I have friends with kids and I don't mind that stuff, but when it's mixed in with a variety of other things that you're learning about and growing as a person, I enjoy that that arena.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Are there things that you wish other people understood about the child-free life or experience?
1: I wish that people could step away from this like preformed notion that it's there's something wrong and that's why you're choosing to not have kids Mm -hmm. that you either can't have kids so you've decided you didn't want to you had a bad experience or whatever the reason is I really wish people could keep an open mind and hear about a different lifestyle and be curious about it and be open to learning new ways and when I've had conversations before, it seems like a very dead end street of people are convinced that having kids is the only way to be. Um, if you haven't chosen that, then you're wrong. We, we talked about that. And yeah. it would be really nice for people to have even just a glimpse of a different lifestyle and realize that just because it's different, that it's not any more or less. And just because I choose to not have kids doesn't mean I'm judging your choice to have kids. That's another big factor. Right. Yes. They instantly think that you're judging their lifestyle. And I'm like, absolutely not. There are a lot of people I know who have kids that are very happy and they have a great life and it's Mm -hmm. wonderful for them. It's just a matter of differences. Yeah. Enjoy going to the sports games Monday through Friday. I want it. You know, that's okay. It doesn't make it wrong. And so right. just to remove that negative stereotype and be able to have open, honest conversations about it would be, would be nice, but I don't think as a society, we're hundred percent there yet. Yeah. What do you think it takes to get there? I think a big part of it. So being child-free myself, a lot of people don't want to talk about it if they choose to not have kids, I've found. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems more comfortable to follow along with the social norms. And then if you just so happen to not have kids, people never really mention it. So just having those conversations and putting it out there. And I think that's a big reason why I've always been so vocal about it because it was so different. And I didn't want to feel like it was a shameful thing because I wanted a different lifestyle. And I remember society making me feel that way, that I, I wasn't being enough of a woman or I wasn't doing the job that I was supposed to in life. And I didn't want to feel that way because I knew deep down that that wasn't true. So I want to put those conversations out there and, you know, present myself in a certain way, lead a certain lifestyle. And then when it came up that I didn't want kids, maybe people would listen, even if it's just a little bit, or even if it just puts that voice in the back of their head of like, oh, might not be so bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's on to something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for being a voice because I agree. I think it is in having conversations to help just like people's awareness. Because I've noticed the same thing too that I think even those who have made the decision and are confident in their decision don't feel comfortable necessarily broadcasting it. And not that they need to, but like having those conversations, even with people close to them, it can be really hard. Um, Absolutely.
1: There was a girl that I worked with who she was on the fence about if she wanted children or not. And one of the things she brought up was, I don't want my body to change. And the backlash she got for that, oh my gosh, how dare she say that? You know, Pregnancy is a blessing. If your body changes, how are you so self-centered? And I remember saying back, and part of me was ashamed of myself for not standing up for her because I felt the same way. I mean, we talked about there's... A long list of reasons why I don't want kids, but a big part of it is I don't want to be pregnant.
2: Mm-hmm. Not only do
1: I not want to have the child, but, and I think this is a part that people don't talk about enough. And I've worked around women who've had kids recently, and I'm realizing it's a consistent agreement with people who don't have kids or with people who do that people don't talk about what pregnancy entails enough. Yeah. And so I work in healthcare. I get to see a lot of this up front. Mind you, I don't get to see what happens when they go home, but it also isn't just a choice of, I want to have a kid, I'm going to become pregnant, you have nine months, you pop a baby out, everything's perfect. That's not the case. When your body's prepping to have a baby, there are a series of physiological changes that happen in order to grow that baby, nurture that baby, and then get ready for you to birth that baby. All of those processes can have negative effects. There are things that come up in pregnancy, such as gestational diabetes, gestational hypertension, you can have your uterus rupture. Like I could go on and on about the things that I've seen that can go wrong. Mm. Even in your normal, healthy pregnancy, women can have different degrees of tears in their vagina when they birth the baby. There's so many different aspects that it's not as black and white of, I want a baby and the pregnancy is going to go great and I'm going to have it you're putting your body through a risk. It might go well, it might not, but there's no guarantee that it will all be fine. And I think you have to consciously think about that before you go into having a baby of him, i willing to take that risk. Do I realize the toll that it's going to put on my body? And then even if the pregnancy goes fine, there are long-term effects and changes that happen. That's a part of human nature. Some women's bodies, bounce back better than others. And some of them, it doesn't. Things change permanently. And people don't talk about that enough. And people are ashamed to talk about, oh, my body's going to look different. Like It's okay to not want your body to change. It's okay to not want to take a risk to have a baby. It's okay to not want those things. And why are we shaming other women for speaking out about that?
0: Right. Yeah. There's all sorts of things about how a woman's body should look in society and messaging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so personally, I am 33, have just gotten to maybe in the last year, really enjoying my body and being less <laughs> critical of it. Yeah. And this isn't my thinnest I've ever been, but I'm finally like comfortable in my body. And yeah. And that is something I don't want to sacrifice. I'm like, yeah, no, thanks. I'm, I, I just got here because of society and so many messages around that. And that really like yeah. fucked with me. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> so to hear someone who's owning, yeah, I don't want my body to change. And then to have, then you get hit with the other side. Well, it's the most beautiful thing your body could do. You should be okay with this. You know, yeah. it's like, you can't win.
1: <laughs> no, you can't. And- Right? That has been the one part about pregnancy that I've always been very quiet on because I've seen the backlash and I'm like, well, I don't want to sign myself up for that one because I know what's coming. Right and at the end of the day, it's true. I mean, people joke and oh, you have mom boobs or you have mom butt or you know things start falling out and you have to have surgery. Go sling them up and hold yeah. them all in. And I'm like, but that's real <laughs> and I don't want that. <laughs> I'm gonna be really honest, like. That's cool that that's what happens and you're down for it, but I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I like what I'm going on. I'd like to keep it that way. It's not always perfect. Sometimes it's better than others, but I'm happy with it. Yeah. And yeah. We're going to, we're going to keep it, keep it just <laughs> how it is.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. So women having babies cause they want to, and they're oh, up for that. Great. Yes. Women who don't want to, who like their body the way it is and don't want to change it. Also great
1: absolutely I've always said when I came down to it so I was thinking about why I didn't want to have kids and you know I've gone down don't want to have pregnancy I don't want to you know live that lifestyle but at the end of the day I sat back and I thought why should somebody have kids let's spin this
2: question Mm, why do I
1: believe that a lady should decide like okay I'm gonna have a kid and I was thinking about it because I've gotten the questions of Okay, so my husband and I talk about opening a business or doing something. Well, who's going to take over the business? Who's going to take care of you when you get older? Like all of those very common questions that you get. And none of those questions ever played into factor for me because I, when I came to think about why you should have kids, I believe you should bring a child into this world because you 100% wholeheartedly want to bring a being into this world. You want to love and nurture them. You want to help them grow in the things that they're good at and to develop into the person that they're supposed to be and to love them regardless without any of your life expectations pushed onto them. Mm -hmm. And so given that it wipes out all of those questions because you're never going to have a kid and be guaranteed that they have the same business interests that you do, that they're gonna wanna live in the same state that you do, that they're going to even like any of the things that you do. We're all very unique individuals. And I think people need to realize that just because you have a baby and just because it has your DNA, it could be very different than you. And I firmly believe that if you have a baby, it should be for the reason that you solely want to help nurture somebody else on their path throughout life without any strings attached not yeah. that they're going to take care of you, not that they're going to do all these great things or be this individual that you have planned out for them, but to let them live the life that they want to.
0: Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So well said. I love the way your mind works. I love that you <laughs> slipped that question and like, you know, went down that path. And, and earlier when you were talking about, um, how you entertained the idea of being a mom, just to see what that life would look like and played yeah. everything out. It's really cool. And it gets deep. It brings out yeah. a lot of really important points.
1: I feel like I had to go there at some point. I mean, I could have been ignorant to it and just said, oh, I don't want kids. But yeah, I really it was a choice that was going to guide the direction of my life. Um And I think I had a lot of outside voices, especially people telling me, you're never gonna find somebody to get married. You're never gonna have this, that. Um, I had people telling me that the life that I envisioned, I was asking too much. It was very unrealistic. I wasn't in tune with reality and what I could get. And I was just trying too much for all these things that would never happen. And so I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't going into life ignorant and not realizing what I was trying to take on and what it was going to take to get there. Like I had to come to terms of, I might never get married if I decide I don't want Mm -hmm. kids. And I didn't know if that would be a reality, but up to that point, I had yet to meet a guy who didn't want kids. And so that was a very important question for me of, is this an, is that something I'm willing to sacrifice because of this choice? And so I want to, I want to do it right. You know, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I was doing it for the right reasons. And, you know, when people question, you know, did you have a bad child? I'm like, is there something that I missed? I mean, maybe there was something that was played. Like, right. I'm open to thinking all of those thoughts because yes, people ask them because, the life perceptions they've had, but that holds some truth. I mean, there very well could have been something as a child that happened that I was like, oh man, this is why having kids is such a horrible thing. Right. So I just wanted to be very self-aware and really think through the decision. And I do think a lot of it came from my parents too. So like my explanation of why I think people should have kids, like my parents never came out and said it, but there were things that they said. For instance, when I grew up into my 30s, um, my parents are getting older and they start talking about, you know, the end of their life and things that might happen. And they've made it very clear of we're not your responsibility. We mm-hmm. had you because we wanted you, not because we want you to take care of us. Like, wow. of course, there are going to be things that come up in life that they're going to need help with. And absolutely. I would help them without even thinking twice about it. They're my parents, but they had me for the reasons of they simply wanted to have me. And that's it. And they, have I mean, I'm very different than my parents. I've definitely veered off the path, (laughs) beat my own path very well. And they've always been very loving and supportive. And they'll bring up questions if they have concerns, but at the end of the day, they've let me be who I want to be. And so I think a lot of those visions of why you should have a child comes from their representation as parents and how they did it because I have so much respect for, I see my other friends and their parents and how they're very pushy and they want them to be a certain person, or there's a lot of pressure to do certain things or to have children whatnot. And it makes me very thankful that my parents weren't like that. And that they do see having children through a different lens than most people do.
0: That's really empowering too. Um, Just that you were, you know, you had that foundation to feel okay, and supported in shaping your own path.
1: Mm -hmm. It was huge. And I didn't realize it growing up. It was when I started diving into why I don't want kids. I, in one sense, I say my childhood didn't mold that decision, but it also allowed me to think about that decision without judgment from that aspect of my life that I might get external judgment, but that I could be who I was and my parents weren't going to, give me pushback or question that kind of stuff. So I felt, I felt free in making that decision.
0: Mm, Yeah, that's huge. Well, as we wrap up, I'm curious if you have any um, advice or encouragement for the listeners.
1: Uh, I would say the biggest thing that's helped me out is figuring out your why. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really easy to say you don't want kids, um, but really diving into why you don't want them. Um, Helps when you have that external pressure, when you have people that are meeting you with all of those questions, that you're confident in your own skin, you're confident in your decisions, and that confidence helps guide those conversations in a healthier direction so that you can put the word out there, you can have the talks about why I don't want kids and not lead it away from that negative stereotype. So, self awareness and confidence is huge. And it's been a while to get to that point, but getting there has definitely been a game changer. Mm, So good.
0: It has been such a pleasure talking with you. I, (laughs) yeah, thank you for taking the time to do this. If people want to connect with you, is there a way Mm
1: -hmm. they can? Um, So I'm more active on Instagram. You can find me at Maggie, M-A-G-G-I-E-C-J-U-E-N. I I also have a house account, um, house underscore in the underscore hills. Um, I love interior design stuff too. So, one of my other many things that I dive into. Um, I just recently got back on Facebook, so I'm not sure the link on that one to be on. <laughs> okay. But I'm on there if you find my name. <laughs> well, so I, will, yeah. no, I would love to connect with people, and it's yeah. always great to find other people of similar interests and finding women who don't want to have child, children for whatever their reason may be, it hasn't been the easiest task. So I'd absolutely love to meet new people and start the conversations and make new friends. Awesome. Great. Well, I will put those,
0: um, handles in the show notes so people can absolutely. find you and yeah, thank
1: you. It's been such a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. i really enjoyed talking about this. Likewise.
0: I'll catch you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to follow me on Instagram. My handle is Coach Anna Olson, And be sure to subscribe so you're up to date with the latest episodes.